from Clocker Valley in County Tyrone, we present Let the Bible Speak. It's good to have you join us as Gospel Minister the Reverend Peter McIntyre is here to let the Bible speak and preach Christ in all his fullness. We're going to read some verses from John chapter 19. We'll begin at the verse number 1. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. Amen. We know that God will bless the reading of his word to our hearts. I want you to think about the final words of verse 5. Jesus is coming forth. He's wearing a crown of thorns and a purple robe. Pilate says to the people, Behold the man. In the early hours of the morning, Pilate, the Roman governor of Judea, had been interrupted by the Jewish Sanhedrin. They thrust their prisoner in front of the judge and they demanded trial and execution had he murdered had he stole no they said he has performed blasphemy he has blasphemed against our faith Pilate could see by the crowds in the streets and the anger in the faces of those Jewish leaders that he had a problem Jerusalem at the Passover was swamped with thousands of religious people there was tremendous fervor the risks were great Justice had to be satisfied. He wrestled with the issue all morning. He sent the prisoner away to the lictor, and the lictor was the man responsible for torture. They sent them away to the lictor, and the lictor beat him, and they lashed him. And then the prisoner returns. And Pilate is hoping that the crowd will be satisfied, that the Sanhedrin will be satisfied, because he knows in his heart that this prisoner by the name of Jesus as a just man. And so with the crown of thorns on his head, with the mocking robe upon his back, that already had been lacerated with the whip, Pilate says, Behold the man. Let's think about this man. First of all, there is the man that Pilate saw. And Pilate looked upon this man, Jesus. He was confused and troubled. He was confused and troubled because of this man's testimony. He said, I find no fault in him. He was confused and troubled because he knew that the Jews had delivered him unto him for envy. They were jealous of his power and of his authority, of the words that he spoke. This is why they wanted him dead. Pilate was confused and troubled by the silence of Jesus. He didn't speak a word. He didn't defend himself. There was a regal authority in the manner of which this prisoner behaved. He had never seen the eyes of a prisoner as this man's eyes. He had never seen the dignity that this man showed. 
And so Pilate looked upon him, knowing in his heart that this is an innocent man who does not deserve to die. Pilate looked at him that day and he saw the weakness of an emaciated man, a man who had suffered immense pain, a man whose body was throbbing as a result of torture. And yet he stood there silently before the people as Pilate said, Behold the man. But ultimately Pilate was confused and troubled because of the warnings he received. There were the warnings of his conscience. His conscience was telling him, lecturing him, that he was a judge and he had to dispense justice according to truth. And he knew in his heart that if he was to execute Jesus Christ, he would not be acting according to the laws of natural justice or the ordinances of truth. But he also received the warnings of his wife, who got a vision. And in that vision, in that dream, she suffered many things because of this just man. And she told Pilate to have nothing to do with the crucifixion of Jesus. Red lights were flashing all over the place. As Jesus stood before Pilate and as he said, Behold the man. Pilate knew he was doing wrong. But yet he still sent Jesus away to be crucified. That I fear was the day that Pilate lost his soul. As Jesus Christ is presented to you, he is the man who died for you. What will you do with him? Your conscience tells you that you need to accept him as your saviour. Have you done this? And if you haven't, continue no longer in your sin, but come to Jesus and find rest. I also want you to think about the man that the Jews saw. The Jews, they hated and despised Jesus as he was presented to them. They hated and despised him because of his claims. He had claimed to be at one with the Father. He had claimed to forgive sins. They knew that he acted as God. They knew he acted as the Son of God. They despised him on this account. They would not believe. They hated and despised his authority. They had tried to trap him with difficult questions. On each occasion, he confounded them. The common people, they heard him gladly. Even the children in the temple just a few days before this, they sang his praises. And they could not bear to have a man with such authority in their midst. And they hated and despised him because of the threat that he was. He was a threat to their authority. He was a threat to their credibility. And so they were determined to put him to death. Could it be that you hate and despise Jesus Christ? You pretend he doesn't exist. You pretend that he is irrelevant. But he rose again. Perhaps that is the very reason why so many despise Jesus Christ today. Because history tells us that he arose again. And to eradicate Christianity from history is to eradicate history completely. Because you cannot understand world history without Christianity. So with this in mind, will you submit and give yourself to Jesus Christ today? There is also the man that I see. Who do I see? I see one who is my saviour and my redeemer. I see deity and power. Mary was told, the holy thing that shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Every miracle he did was deity acting in power. Although he became man, yet he remained God. The fingerprints of deity were with him 
constantly. I also see humanity and weakness as he stood before this mob. I see suffering, real suffering, more suffering than anyone had ever experienced in their entire lives. He experienced it all. He who was the Son of God stooped so low to die and to die the death of the cross. I see royalty in dignity. He always had dignity about him, a power, a magnetism. That's why Pilate was so moved. That's why Pilate's wife was so affected. I think of Simon and Serene, who was called upon to carry the cross up Calvary's hill. He looked into the eyes of the suffering Jesus, who was too weak to even bear that cross. What did he see? I think of the centurion who gave the orders to his soldiers as they roughly kneeled his hands and feet and lifted that cross into the air. The centurion who was at the feet of Jesus through the whole ordeal, who watched him die, who said, truly, this was the Son of God. What did he see? Oh, he is Saviour. He is Lord. He is King. Because I see love and purity. Everything he did was filled with love. Love for you and for me. He died in my place because he didn't just die a physically tortuous death. He died giving his soul to the guilt of our sin. Giving his heart to the wrath of his father. Becoming a curse for us. Suffering what we deserve to suffer. Taking our punishment. Taking the justice that is ours to take. In order that we might be saved. Man of sorrows, what a name. For the Son of God who came, ruin sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah, what a saviour. I see commitment in totality. He was committed to his purpose. He set his mind to this hour. He did not deflect from it. He did not turn back. He gave himself for your salvation and mine. And he is my saviour and redeemer today. Finally, there is the man that you see. Jesus Christ will either be your saviour or judge. What is he today? What will he be? He is the saviour, but he's not your saviour. If you haven't given him your life, he's not your personal saviour. What will you do with Jesus Christ today? Will you accept him as your Lord? Will you give your life to him? Will you accept his claim over your soul as your saviour? Will you abandon your sin and repent of your sin and say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. I want to be your child. Or will you reject his offer? And if you reject him, he will become your judge. There is a solemn day whenever he will divide the peoples of this world. And he won't divide them according to skin colour. He won't divide them according to religion. He won't divide them according to nationality or language. According to social status, he divides humanity according to what they have done with him. Saved or unsaved, what will it be in that great day? And we will all stand before Christ one day. Will you be ready for that moment? The clock is counting down to judgment day. What will you do with Jesus, which is called Christ? Behold the man. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak. If we can be of any further spiritual help, or if you would like to receive some free gospel literature, we invite you to write to us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, Rev. Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, 
Five Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT 75 OQL. That's Let the Bible Speak, Reverend Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, Five Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT 75 OQL. You may hear Mr. McIntyre preach each Lord's Day here in Clocker Valley Free Presbyterian Church at 11.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. For further information, you may phone us at 028-8952-1611. 028-8952-1611. We assure you of a very warm welcome at all the services and look forward to having you visit with us. Thank you for listening today. May the Lord richly bless you. And don't forget to tune in on this same station at the same time next week when once again we turn to the Scriptures and let the Bible speak.